So this really should set out for us also where to begin our discipleship from, right? Because you see very clearly here that now he's defining Jacob's trouble. And that's why you are here. Because the Lord is saying that the churches, the church in your countries were not meant to go through the tribulation. So hence, even the naming, Jacob's trouble, is not for the church. So maybe at the end we'll have to define who the church is, right? Are we together? After you've given the water to the guests, then please you can now sit down. Are we going to sit down after you've done that? The water to the guests, please. Agua, por favor. Para apoyar nuestra visitantes. Is that right, my daughter? You are checking on my... Are you checking on my Espanol? Uh, you are checking. Am I working well? Or you are soon going to stand up and say, I, point of order. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, because I want to preach the gospel there, right? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Angeshi. Thank you for serving. I think that's all. Have they all gotten water? Have they, all the guests gotten water? Are all the guests here with water? Okay, thank you. You have water. All the guests. Which country? I'm going to talk to you later. Which country? My daughter. Uh, you talking to me. You, you looking at me, please. You are looking at me. Oh, South Africa, my daughter. And how about you? If you shout, I'll hear you. Germany, and then where am I? Oh, Germany together. This is, I can see my daughter there. Is it Germany also? Oh, from the UK. Very powerful. Yes, because uh, we were with, uh, with uh, Margaret go throughout. So I thought she would take a, a break, right? Then she sent you, right? Thank you. If you have water, and then we continue. Hallelujah. So you, th this is a very important place for us to begin from. That's why you are here. You are here because you are aware that the Messiah is coming. That when you look at your news, you can tell outrightly that we have not been here before. For example, if you look at the recruitment of the war that is going on, that's about to start in Israel, you can tell, aye, we have not been here. Right? In your news, when you watch the news, you can tell that we have not seen this arrangement where two aircraft carriers are brought into the area. Two aircraft carriers brought into the area. And I also have news which I have not yet verified, but I received a text from the radio team saying that today Israel unveiled a secret nuclear submarine that they have been having. They finally unveiled it. They pulled it up and said, okay now. Today, today I'm told in the morning. Finally, they removed it from the water. And they said, okay now. Now do what you wanted to do. So you can tell we have not been here before. And that is why you are here. And so, you are here because you know that the Messiah is coming. And you know, and you know that you know that you know in your heart of hearts, that the church, listen to this now, that the church, one way or the other, you knew that 
One day the church would find, should find herself, would find herself in heaven. One way or the other. <laughs> Let me repeat this. That when you read the Bible, you know that the church is labeled as a heavenly citizen. The church. So he knew that one day, as the prophetic countdown goes on, the church should find herself inside heaven. That's why you are here. Are we together? And you know too well that if the Lord has promised that the Messiah would come, we're going to read John 14, don't worry. If he promised that the Messiah would come, he has gone to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. And that he would come for the church, come for you. Then you also know very well that definitely you would have to prepare. That's why you are here. Are we on the same page still? That you are here because you understand very well that the nations must be prepared. Everybody must prepare. The church must prepare. Why? Because God has his standards of entry. Where he says, for without holiness, nobody will see the kingdom of God. And yet you are aware that the reason you are here is that when you look at the condition of the church in your respective jurisdictions, respective nations, you realize that the church is not ready. Now we together. Once we are together on that, once we agree, then we can move on. That we knew that the Messiah promised that he would come back. Hallelujah. He promised he would come back. And we knew very well that when the Messiah went, promising he would come back, he said he was going to prepare a place for you. And there is no man that he should lie. It's right here in red. Right? And that if he has gone to prepare a place for you, you know that even you were given a duty in the book of Matthew 28 and say, go baptize the nations. Go prepare the nations. You are given the great commission that Abraham was given in Genesis 12 verse 3, right? To go baptize the nations. You are given that commissioning to go and prepare. So look at this now. So that heaven would prepare and the earth also prepares. And you are aware that you are the agents of that preparation. That you are the ones being empowered to go to your respective nations and deliberately, deliberately, deliberately begin to prepare the church. Not in a passive way. No. To intentionally step out the way Kenya has done and begin to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. Deliberately, intentionally, on a daily basis. Daily conversation. Are we together? That in a world which is inundated by sin, only that can now be able to neutralize the conversation. Are we still together? Okay, I'm starting to lose some few. Oh, we are still together. Okay, very good. Because it's very, it's very simple. All I'm saying, that if the Bible promised that the Messiah would come, then you know too well, that one form of the, or the other we would have to prepare. The church has to prepare. And the Bible is well furnished 
with everything you need to prepare and how to prepare also. Are we together? And he raised there some benchmarks, some parameters. He talks about righteousness and so forth. We're going to go through things here. But I'm saying that looking at what you're seeing in your news and realizing that it's going to get worse, that there is a day called the day of Jacob's trouble, then you quickly understand that in the prophecy of Daniel, which I hope we can extensively look at in the few days you are here. There's so much. Tonight I have to cover much which I'm going to start. We have so much which we need to cover tonight. In this empowering, in this uh, this uh, this um, weaponizing of you, that you may go out and prepare your respective nations. And remember that we have used mass media because of time, right? Mass media, social media, we have used everything, television, radio, because of time to reach them, right? And so, there are many questions that right away ring in your soul when you hear that the church should not be caught up, caught into the tribulation and the great tribulation, right? So many questions begin to ring then to you in terms of preparedness, the identity of the church, right? Are we together? Don't worry, we'll take a short break, but allow me just make some beginning and then we'll take a short break, right? You should be asking yourself questions. For example, even as we start, before I share the visions of God Almighty, for example, why is it that Enoch is missing from the floods? Hallelujah. Missing from the floods. And what does he represent? Those are basic questions that should strike your heart when you read the Bible, right? Of course, there are three groups there. You see one group taken away before the judgment represented by Enoch and then the other group they perish in the judgment. The other group plows through. They are preserved within. That is not you, right? You have just understood now that you are not part of Jacob's trouble, right? Are we together? In this introduction, this is just an introduction. You should also be asking yourself, I know that later, later on, the Lord took me, of course, into the den of lions, and I saw Daniel, when I entered there, I saw Daniel sitting, he was looking away from me, everybody is watching here now, the Lord took me into the lion's den, and I saw Daniel sitting, looking away from me, in fact, really in this direction, sitting, and as we were sitting, I saw the lions, and the Lord brought me, and I stood on this side, on his left-hand side. And I could see that uh, his hair was gray, but the left side of his hair was more white, more gray. I could see even the cloth he has wrapped himself with. I know that that happened later. However, you can also question why is Daniel missing 
when the other three Hebrew boys are going through the fire. Are we walking the same road? I'm just trying to make you get deeper and go prepare your nations. Hallelujah. What does it represent? How about Isaiah 26 verse 19 to 21? Can we read it then? As we begin this introduction. And then I will share the visions of God Almighty. Once you reach that level with me to understand that the church needs to leave this place. When you see the signs as what you are seeing happening in Israel should be telling you that the church needs to get out of here. Once we are together in that then now I can explore the fact that there is no protection for the church after that. But even most importantly, we will need to define the church then, right? Who is that young man sitting? Who are the young men sitting behind there? Because remember Manoah, I told you not to invite him, right? Yes. Who are they? Security for the guests. Thank you. Your police officers, right? Oh, thank you, my son. Thank you so much. Thank you. We need security because we are alive. There was an alert, right? Thank you very much. Thank you indeed. So, the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 19, it says the following. It says, Your dead will live. Depending on the version you read, Your dead will live. Their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. For your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her slain. Here it says, give birth to her dead. Verse 20 is very key. It says, go my people. That is the reason you are here. The reason you are here, right? Go my people. Enter thou into thy chambers. The chambre in uh, French. I see the French here. Go, my people, enter thou into thy chambers. Go, my people, enter your rooms, the other uh, versions, and shut the doors behind you. Shut thy doors about thee. Shut the doors behind you. Then he says, Hide yourselves for a little while until his wrath has passed by. He said, See, the Lord is coming out of his dwelling. You see, you're focusing on me. Thank you very much for doing that. So the Lord is coming out of his dwelling to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will disclose the bloodshed upon her. She will conceal her slain no longer. Hallelujah. At the same time, the book of Psalm 27, as we begin this introduction, Psalm 87, versículo 5. Psalm 27, if you read with me there, verse 5, he says the following. Psalm 27, as we begin, then we'll begin tonight. Because tonight we have a major portion we must accomplish today. Hallelujah. Psalm 27, verse 5, he says the following. Psalm 27, verse 5, LD says. Psalm 27, verse 5, he says. For in the day of tribulation, for in the day of trouble, for in the day of suffering, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling place. He will hide me in the shelter 
of the sacred tent, in the pavilion of his dwelling place, in the tabernacle of his glory. Depending on the version you're going through, right? He says, and again, let me repeat verse 5. He says, For in the day of trouble, for in the day of tribulation, he will keep me safe in the pavilion of his glory. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle. In the tabernacle, other versions say, of a sacred tent, and will set me high upon a rock. So where is this? Are we together? Where is this? You see that now, but I will read for you now, Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. I know we are going to cover the whole of chapter 3, 2 and 3, and even major in uh, maybe 7 to 13, if you give me time, once we have time. But for now, we can just touch to underscore this, right? Revelation chapter 3, if you don't mind. Or, if you want, you can go to the book of uh, Matthew chapter 24, 21. But let's go to Revelation chapter 3. Apocalypse stress, Apocalypse stress, versículo 10. Apocalypse stress, por favor, versículo 10. Solamente uno versículo en español. So he says the following, Apocalypse stress, versículo 10. He says the following. He says, Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I also, yo también, will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world. If I met the whole world, I underline it. Total mundo. No tiene lugar para esconder. Are we together? That's coming on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. So all this will go through them. Don't worry. Um, I have a whole program for you for the few days we are here. We're going to go through this based on the visions the Lord has shown me. Are we together? So here, right away, you see that they're saying that hour is going to come onto the whole known world. Then later, when I will define, later, later, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to reach a point where I will handle, for example, the model church. What is the model church the Lord is saying, which he showed me, by the way. The church I saw entering glory. It was in this direction. Entering glory. What is that model church? Where can we see it in the Bible? How can we use that now to benchmark, to calibrate ourselves, so we can go and work very hard by the help of the Holy Spirit, right? Now we together. But he's saying here very clearly the reason for which I've read this. Later I'm going to go through this. Don't worry, I'm going to go through each of these very detailed for you. We have a big program here. Okay? But all I'm saying is the following. In the visions I'm going to share that, about the rapture. But here you see already, he's saying that he'll take you and hide you in the pavilion of his shelter. He's saying that when the tribulation comes, when the trouble comes, he will take his people. So, in Spanish they say, El sumente, sumente como el piense. You can almost tell how the Lord, his mind, how he thinks. You can tell very clearly the book of Second uh, Peter chapter 2 there. Maybe verses 4 to 9 or verse 9 if you want. That the Lord always will be very quick to preserve his people before trouble hits. Which is very consistent with, uh, momentum, momentum, which is very consistent with the salvation we have. Right? 
the salvation we have has it this way. That for sure you are saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. In other words, he's saying when you are saved, then even Romans chapter 8 verse 1 comes into play. That for there is therefore no condemnation for those who are born again who are in Christ Jesus. So in other words, he's saying, what is the point being born again and then being thrust right into the fire, the fuego of the tribulation, and be destroyed? That is not consistent with the Lord, right? Are we coming to the same place now? Are we together still? Yeah. In other words, you are saved from these things. Otherwise, what would be the difference? Will the righteous judge then take you and crush you with the wicked? You have already accepted Jesus. Unless an apostate church which you are going to handle, that's something else. Right? Are we together? And so step by step. So here he's saying, he's saying that he will take you and preserve you. You can tell that the Lord always, always, siempre in Spanish, before anything happens, before any wrath comes, he'll be always quick to preserve his own elegidos, elect. The righteous elect. And in the process of preserving them, we have seen that he says, I will take them into the pavilion of my shelter. Then he asks, but where is that place? Where is it? Donde that place? Donde este lugar? Where is that place? Because we have just read Revelation 3 times that the entire known earth, there will be nowhere to hide. Then you realize that this is heaven. This is the church I saw entering. You understand? That they enter. That only in heaven it will be secure. Because very soon I'm going to discuss with you and you will see in the process of what happens beyond the rapture after this dispensation, what happens in that time is unbelievable. Judgment comes from heaven. Fire falls from heaven. Judgment, wrath comes from heaven. And judgment comes from the earth. Remember the white fish I saw in the sea? The white glorious fish? Those are the saints. And the creature appeared and began to bite them in the stomachs. And they began to float, float, dying, floating on the sea. Glorious, many holy saints. And the Lord has shown me that vision several in several ways. Even the humongous beast I saw, which I think was uh, this year, January. And so, he is speaking very clearly here. He's saying, we need to prepare the church. And that's why you are here. Hallelujah. That God may use you as instruments of preparing the church. Are we together? Hallelujah. And with all joy I say this, because I know, I know the following. Everybody for Kando Aki. May I just change my tongue? <laughs> allow me, allow me, because we need to reach all tribes, right? So listen to this now. This is serious. What I'm saying is the following. That if you look at the condition of the apostate church, which we're going to handle extensively, right? That, that's where we are. So that's where we are correcting, right? That's, that's our working field, right? Even you, that's where you are. That's your mission field, right? Yes, to bring the true salvation that will end them eternity, right? But he's saying the following. If you look at the church as she is now in your respective countries and in their apostate state, the fallen state, 
And then you come weaponized. Let's say, look at this now. The fallen church, everybody focus on me. If you look at the condition, you see I'm, I'm marking here. The fallen church here, and if the rapture happens there, oh, the number going in would be small, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's obvious. Even a child can see. The number going in would be small. Why? Because God is holy. And the holiness of God stands. will stand on that day, please. So please, God is holy. But he's saying that if you take the church in Russia from this place where she is, where she's not prepared, and you come weaponized, totally programmed and charged, and begin to prepare her for some time, church in China, and you reach a place, I don't know whether two years or so forth from here, with the revival, mass media, everything, you're working. Saturating the land with the announcement of the standards of God, the coming of the Messiah. He's saying, look now, if the rapture happened there, the number would be small. If the rapture happened here, the number would be different from the other one. Would be larger. Do you understand why we're here? That we may bring people into the kingdom of God. Are we together? That if you will go and work, whether you just lead one person to righteousness, to salvation, every day one, or just one, I know you can do more, one per day, that is 365 people. That you have spoken to about holiness, holy living, holy Christian life, righteousness, fear of God, reverence, separation from the world. That's what he's saying. That's why we're here, right? But the numbers entering may be different, right? Larger, right? And so he's saying very clearly here, blessed people, that uh, I know we're going to take a short break, but just allow me, because I, need, I, I have an area here I need to start on. He's saying very clearly the following. Are, are you going to allow me? Or somebody needs, if somebody needs to go, they can always go and come, right? Because we're going to take a break, but not now. In the next 20 minutes or so, we'll take a break. But I'm saying, if somebody needs to go for a break, you just go and come, right? Yes. You're okay? Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. So now, again... The reason I'm going to be speaking with you for about, I hope it's seven days, maybe it's five days, hallelujah, as your flight tickets will allow me. For me, it's always a privilege, right? And so, it's because of Matthew chapter 7. Can you turn with me right there? Matthew chapter 7, we're reading some verses there. The book of Matthew chapter 7, Matthew, Matthew, Capitulo Siete, por favor. Versículo 21 al 23. Verses 21 to 23. And Kenya has no complaint over me speaking Spanish because they have listened to me. I mean, they, they, they know God has loved them to this extent, right? The book of Matthew chapter 7, 21, I'm beginning. The reason we are here, the reason you are here, hallelujah, the Lord bless you. Is everybody right? I know we're going to take a short break, but give me a moment. 
And globally we are tuned in, so they are following every single innuendo, right? <laughs> and the sound bites. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's saying the following. Matthew chapter 7, why you are here, verses 21 to 23 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, you are here because you realized that just me going to church every Sunday and saying you are a Christian cannot bring you into the kingdom of God. That's why you are here. Because now you realize time is over. You are going to prepare the bride. The glorious bride. In Lejo Emilia. In Reggio Emilia, please. Thank you so much. Sorry for that. that. In Reggio Emilia and also in in uh, in uh, in uh, Talanta, Talanta, Talanta. Thank you so much. The Lord bless you indeed. So very serious. These words are in red. These are the words of Jesus Himself. He's actually saying that not everybody that is in the church will enter the kingdom of God. He's saying not everybody that says they are Christian, they are born again, will enter the kingdom of God. That's why we are separating out and preparing in righteousness, in holiness, and calling the nation to repentance, calling the church to repentance, calling the communities to repentance. Are we together? This is very serious, blessed people. That's why you are seated here. Because he says, not everybody that confesses that they, these are people that call, these are Christians, they call him Lord. They're in the church, right? He says, no. Not everybody that's in the church or says they go to church every Sunday will enter the kingdom of God. And yet you know too well we live in a generation of entitlement. Where everybody feels they're entitled to the kingdom of God. And that's why you are here that you may go and bring correction. Are we together now? Step by step, blessed people, and with all much love, but with all the sternness it deserves, right? And it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, that Lord, Lord, did we not on that day? Meaning, the reason you are here is because there is a day that is coming, my Lord. You are here because there is a day that has been appointed. There is a day that is coming for which you must prepare. The earth must prepare. There is a day that is coming. That's why you are here. That's why you want to prepare people in Switzerland. In Geneva. That's why you want to prepare people in, in your nations. Because there is a day. He already he says it there. On that day. Meaning there is a day. There is a day that is coming. That's why we are here. That's why some of you have left your very serious engagements to be here. Because you realize, no, there is a day coming and I need to invest. At least I need to prepare for that day. The minimum is me to prepare me for that day. And at best to prepare the nation. Then he says that many will say unto me, Many will say unto me, on that day, when that day arrives, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, 
and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. So the philosophy around this is very important. I'm, we don't do that here, but I'm saying this you can easily open up into such a big discussion, right? Until you nail down the truth. He's saying that the owner of the miracles, the maker of miracles, the performer of miracles himself, is saying he does not know you together with your miracles. No, no, no. Let's be very careful on this one here. Because then he says, he says verse 23, he said, drive out demons, perform many miracles, prophesy. Verse 23, then, then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you Away from me, you evildoers. I, in red, the Messiah. Christ the Messiah himself. I never knew you. And this statement here has been repeated a few times in the Bible. If you look at another prophecy that is talking about the rapture of the church, in the book of Matthew 25, and then you see, the most important verses, probably, for me, if you ask me what is the most important verse in Matthew 25, I know that 10:11 is very key, really, because that is the warning. Surely, yes. That is the warning. We can read it together still, and then I will underscore this. Don't worry. I'm simply reading this for you that you understand that we are here. You are here because you realized that there is need for the church to prepare properly. To prepare in holiness. And I'm simply using this as an introduction, a preamble to launch the segment we need to cover tonight, which is quite massive. We're going to cover a segment tonight because I'll give a vision. After giving the vision, then I'll take a little portion of what we can cover today. At least, hopefully, in the next five days, we can cover the entire of the spectrum we have set up for the program, right? But tonight, we must cover what is for today. So that will give us room to move on tomorrow, right? Because this is just the preamble now about it. Because after which I will give the visions here of the rapture and then now launch you on what the Lord is saying, the instruction you are taking home, right? Hallelujah. But he's saying that if you look at this scripture to tell you the truth, I do not know you. The Lord who knows everything, the all-knowing God now says he does not know you. Then you realize there is more to this knowing in terms of the relationship you had with him. How did you worship him? How did you fellowship? How did you serve him and so forth? And then if you go to Matthew, still to build up on this, just building up on this, right? He says the following. In other words, Matthew 25. In other words, all the prophecies I'm going to give you today on the coming of the Messiah, the visions I will describe here, have one purpose. That they may change your life here and now. Are we together? Here and now. That they may change your life here and now. Because I know, once we read from the book of Revelation, sometimes you'll project it. You'll think that, oh, that is yet to happen. But guess what? 
They are meant to change your life now. That's why the Lord wrote it. Hallelujah. Step by step, please just allow me today. Allow me today. We'll be able to cover quite a bit. So he's saying again in Matthew 25, if I read 10, my target is verse 13. But 10, 11 is very key. Matthew 25, scripture on the rapture. He says the following. Okay, verse 6. At midnight, the cry rang out, and the bridegroom came. The cry rang out, rather. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going off. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, you go to those who sell the oil and buy some for yourselves. So he's now centralizing the role of the visitation. The role of the anointing for preparing. The role of the Holy Spirit for preparing. The visitation assigned, consigned to that hour for preparing. And it's also mentioned in the pellicula, the dangers of plunder, of losing that anointing. Those erases here on the journey, on the way, right? And then he says, he goes on to say, they trim their lamps, and the foolish one said, the wife, please give us some of your oil. Ours are going off. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, you go out there and buy oil, buy some for yourselves. But while they were away, verse 10, look at that. While they were away, on their way to buy, to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were already went in with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. So he raises significant features there for you in our introduction. This is introduction, please, por favor. This is introduction for what we are covering tonight. This you need as a base for what we are covering tonight. He's saying that the door is shut. And some people are going to be shut out. Then he says, the virgins who are ready went in with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. The other version says, Senor mismo cerró la puerta. That the Lord himself shut the door. Then he goes on to say verse 11. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. Verse 12. But they said, I tell you the truth, I do not know you. Again, a second time. The Lord is saying he does not know some people. That's why you are here. Because you don't want to catch it wrong on that day. Hallelujah. You are here because you just want to make sure on that day the Lord does know you. So there are two concepts here. I'm just throwing it there for you as we begin our session tonight. Look at this. The concepts I'm throwing are these. That there is the knowing of Jesus and there is the Jesus knowing you. This is what is coming up here. Not that Jesus does not, not know anything. Not at all. Once we we'll get to Revelation chapter 1, if the Lord will allow. You'll see that he is standing between the golden lampstands. You'll see how heaven now presents the Christ. He's so glorified that John himself, who was very close to him, cannot identify him. John fell down as good as dead. Heaven now presenting the Christ. The way now heaven presents the Messiah. The king, the judge, the ruler of the universe. In his glory of the second coming. 
you will see that. But I'm saying that the fact that he's standing between the golden lampstands means he is supervising the church. Please, I don't have time if you allow me. I really need to run through this because I'm trying to jump ahead of myself. Meaning he's watching everything, right? The Messiah is watching the church. Don't think he's far away, sitting on the right hand side somewhere. The church is now yours. Not at all. Not at all. They're standing between the golden lamps. Look at the beautiful picture where the church is presented as the golden lamps and giving light. And that is another point of rebuke, right? Because then you can ask, is the present day church really giving light to this dark world? All the inner chambers of the church have become the chambers of darkness. We're going to see those things, right? But on our journey of this introduction tonight, you see very clearly here, he's saying here, that the second time the Lord is saying, I do not know you. That should worry you as a pastor. That should worry you as a Christian. That should worry you as a person or a generation. And that's why when I was telling about the fact that he came and identified publicly, I said, wow, that was a very big, bold act. And I said, I hope that translates into all those people under that tent or in this ministry or whatever, whatever the message is, all enter because he has said, I know these people. Hallelujah. So God is not a joke. Eternity is not a joke, right? But as we go on, so what is he saying there, step by step? He's saying that attending church every Sunday does not mean you will enter the kingdom of God. That salvation is a real event when you must be born again. And you must experience a transformation by the Spirit of the Lord, right? That's what he's raising here. Hallelujah. Number two, he's also raising the fact that this materialism that you see being pushed in the church and coining for itself a gospel, a modern gospel, prosperity, everything focused on the earth, he says is very deadly in Christian life because it focuses you down. And when you are materially wealthy, it also does not mean the favor of God. It does not mean you'll enter heaven. Instead, I can give you my experience in taking this message across the earth that the more modern and the more materially wealthy the nations are, nuclear powers like Italy, very wealthy, the, the, the nuclear power, their private uh, airports, they what, like uh, um, uh, Germany and, uh, and uh, Finland, Finland, rather. Uh, you see, the more wealthy they are, Sweden and so forth, I've realized the more there is a departure from the original salvation. So he's warning here that this materialism that people are focused on, material possession, he says, does not mean favor with God. Why? Because you know Luke 16, right? Yes, you know Luke chapter 16. The wealthy man. He thought he was doing well, only to, boom, just find himself down there. And when he's down there, his prayers, you know, he's not saying, please remove me. He knows that whatsoever enters hell never comes out. That's why you're sitting here, right? 
Because you know whatever enters does not come out, right? And so, he's saying that without having a real relationship with the Lord Jesus, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. A real relationship with Jesus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.